So it turns out Canada cannot prosecute returning foreign fighters. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Hi, this is Phil Gursky, President and CEO of Borealis Threat and Risk Consulting in Russell, Ontario, Canada, and you're listening to Quick Hits, short podcasts about national security. Okay, uh, I've been talking about this a lot, guys, over the past couple of years, and that is the problem of what to do with Canadians, or if you're listening in other countries, other Westerners, who made the incredibly boneheaded decision to go and join Islamic State, or Al-Shabaab, or Al-Qaeda, or fill-in-the-blanks Islamist terrorist group, uh, had a change of heart, and find themselves in difficult conditions, perhaps in prison, perhaps in refugee camps around the world, whatever, and they are seeking to come home. We know that there were tens of thousands of the so-called foreign fighters that left their countries, left the comfort of living in the Western world to go join groups like Islamic State, which, dare I remind you, raped little girls, killed people, threw them off buildings, burned people alive, kept them as slaves, especially the Yazidis. And these decisions were made of sound mind and body, as we always like like to say, you know, when you write your will, I, I being of sound mind and body make the following decisions. Well, we have a case that just broke in the CBC this morning. This is November the 24th, and it's under the headline, Canadian woman freed from ISIS detention camp reunites with her daughter in Canada. Subtitle, she does not face charges, but there is a peace bond which imposes restrictions on her activities. Okay. Here's the backstory, folks. She left Canada in 2014, claimed she never intended to join Islamic State as it was establishing the so-called caliphate, or as my friend Mubin Sheikh says, the caliphate in Iraq and Syria. She claimed she was naive, uh, ended up that she was separated from her daughter, who was in fact living with uh, her aunt and other family members back in Canada. And now she's back. She had to sue to get her uh, federal government to get her passport back. Her lawyer is crying a river about how innocent she is. Uh, she was easily led. She said she was a housewife, not a militant. And she knew she made a mistake as soon as she crossed the border into Syria. And apparently, um, it is shameful that the Canadian government did not go to bat for this lady. Okay. So um, the bottom line for me is, is that there are all kinds of people, and I won't name them, who said that we should return the women and children ASAP because we can charge them here in Canada and deal with them according to Canadian law. Well, uh, that clearly is not the case. This woman was interviewed by the RCMP, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, upon her return to Canada, and no charges were laid. Yes, she has a peace bond which is a, some form of restriction, but a peace bond and $1.50 get you a cup of coffee at local Tim Hortons, which is a Canadian coffee chain. I hate the term, I told you so. I think it's childish. But in all fairness, I have been saying for quite some time now that there will be huge difficulty in returning these people to Canada for a variety of reasons. Uh, the witnesses to what they did in country are over there. They're not here. Ergo, the evidence upon which to lay charges under the Canadian Criminal Code, all that information is over there, not over here. As a consequence, uh, there was no case, at least the RCMP concluded, there was not enough there there to lay charges. And so this woman is essentially walking uh, scot-free 
albeit on the minor restrictions of a peace bond in Canada. Is it just me or do other Canadians have a problem with this? Here's a woman who deliberately joined a terrorist group, which is a listed terrorist entity under Canadian law. We have this, we have this mechanism whereby we have a whole array of these groups. It is illegal to join these organizations. And we all know what Islamic State stood for in 2014, 2015, 2016. Those who follow me on Twitter and, and my blogs and podcasts know what Islamic State stands for in 2021. These guys have not changed one iota in terms of their brutality. And here she is walking free. Now, I, I'm not a panicky kind of guy. I'm not suggesting she's about to go all suicidal jihadi on us in a Canadian tire like Rahab Dugmash did back a couple years ago. As he was a failed ISIS, ISIS wannabe who came back to Canada and, and tried to carry out a terrorist attack with a golf club and a bow and arrow in, a, in all, and of all places, a hardware store. I'm not trying to say the sky is falling. But is there no punishment to be paid for joining a terrorist group? Well, the answer seems to be no. There seems to be absolutely no repercussions, no price to pay. And more importantly, why in heaven's name is she being reunited with her daughter? Here's a woman who brought her child to live within the ISIS caliphate. Now, I'm a parent. I'm a grandparent. I, I think I've got a, a bit of an idea of what it likes what it means to be a parent, how to raise your children, how to protect them from harm, how to not expose them to situations in which they will either witness heinous acts of violence against other human beings like Yazidi slaves and gay people and anyone else the Islamic State doesn't like. Did this woman take her daughter to executions performed by ISIS? Was she witness to the brutal acts of violence they were carried out against young Yazidi women. I don't know. I don't have the answer to that question. But it is a distinct possibility. And this woman should have known that when she went to join ISIS in 2014. So the bottom, the question for me is very simple. Is this woman a fit parent? You know, we in society take children away from their parents under the most restrictive of conditions. If we feel that children are being sexually, psychologically emotionally or physically abused, the state has the right to remove your child from you and place you in foster care or in uh, as a ward of the state. It's not a decision that's taken lightly. I think most of us agree that in the vast majority of cases that children belong with their parents, not with foster parents and not with the state. But shouldn't questions be asked about her fitness as a mother? Why not leave the child with the aunt who's here in Canada? There's a case in Kazakhstan that came up a couple, just, just recently as well. This was another ISIS uh, widow. Apparently, Kazakhstan um, had sent about 600 family members of Kazakh Islamic State terrorists uh, to Syria beginning in 2015. And, uh, and, and she was arrested and um, removed from her child. Her child was placed with family. And now she wants to uh, be reunited with her child. And I'm just simply asking the question, is this in the child's best interest? The case here in Canada, uh, the lawyer for this woman who remains unnamed, I'm not sure why that's the case. She's a terrorist. She joined a terrorist group. Was the fact that she's thrilled to be back with her daughter. 
and they, the daughter, daughter is happy to be with her, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know where this thing is going. My fear is that somehow um, this woman will use the legal system to somehow sue the Canadian government for not rescuing her more quickly from the terrorist group, the terrorist group she joined in 2014. There certainly is precedent for that under Canadian law. But I am very, very fearful for what I would call the naivete of some Canadians. The complete inability to recognize, A, that these people should be punished to the fullest extent of the law under the Canadian Criminal Code for joining a terrorist group, and that they do pose an not so clear to define threat when, once they come back. Are they still radicalized? Are they going to recruit other people? Are they going to pass on the knowledge that they gain once they're in the Islamic State? These are all unknowns. Is CSIS, the Canadian Security Intelligence Service, where I used to work, is she on, on their target list? Is, is she being investigated to see exactly what she's going to say and what she's going to do? I don't know. Is the government saying, don't investigate her? And I have reasonable grounds to believe that the government does do this in some cases. In other words, telling our security services how to do their jobs. I don't know that to be the case here. And I'm only speculating. But to me, this sends an incredibly boneheaded message to every wannabe terrorist in Canada that you can go and join a group that engaged in the absolutely horrific crimes against humanity that Islamic State did in Iraq and Syria and come back and nothing happens to you. As I said it before, I'll say it again. These people should stand trial in the territories where their crimes were committed, i.e. Iraq, Syria, and Kurdistan. The children should be repatriated ASAP, removed from their terrorist parents, and place them in extended family or state care. The fact this woman has not been charged means that she is not going to have to pay any penalty for what she did for joining ISIS. Are you okay with that? Because I know I'm not. Anyhow, that's what I think. Curious what you think about this matter. You can reach me on email, borealisrisk at gmail.com or on Twitter at borealisaves. You can also find me on LinkedIn and on Facebook. If you like the content and want to get more, go to my website, borealisthreatenedrisk.com. Hit the subscribe button. You get a free daily digest of all the Today in Terrorism, blogs, podcasts such as these, longer Canadian Intelligence Day, interviews with people, with practitioners, free to your inbox every day. There's also a link to my latest book, The Peaceable Kingdom, History of Terrorism in Canada from Confederation to the Present, as seen through the eyes of practitioners. I just sold my 500th copy. I've got, I have a new print run coming in soon. If you want a copy for Christmas, go to the website and order one. Love to hear what you think on this and other matters. I'll talk to you again soon. Until then, stay safe.